Jace Medical. I've been talking about the Jace case for some time now. They are our sponsor this half hour. Critical shortages, essential drugs. I, I will tell you that we are um, we're gathering uh, evidence that we are closer and closer every day of a, of a meltdown. Whether that be war overseas, uh, some sort of terrorist attack here, uh, just the loss of freedom and rights, we're going to have shortages. Uh, and I urge you to have your medical uh, situation tied up. At least have the Jace case, which is five essential antibiotics. Have them on hand in case you can't get them uh, at the drugstore. I mean, you wait on uh, on just s- simple antibiotics, and you're you don't have access to them. Uh, we've we've gone back to 1800. It's not good. You can also get all of your other life-saving medications that your family may be taking now. Uh, just go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Enter the promo code BECK at checkout for a discount on your order. But check out the Jace case and then the year's supply worth of medicine that you can have in your home. Jacemedical.com. J-A-S-E medical.com. America, we have a lot to talk about on the future, but there is a passing of two people that connect us directly to the past and an important part of our past. And we'll start there in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Our sponsor is realestateagentsitrust.com. When it comes time to sell your home, are you ready for it? I mean, really. It's a three-ring circus most of the time. I don't even know where to begin, and most people don't either. Like, how do you even find a real estate agent? You have to have the right one. I'm talking about somebody who can navigate the whole process from beginning to end to make sure you're on track to sell at the highest level you can, and then get the right home wherever you're going, whether it's across the street or across the country. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a place you can go, and we will help you find the right real estate agent. You need somebody on the end of buying and selling, somebody who can make sure you're not missing out on the home of your dreams, and someone who will be right there with you at the negotiating table, make sure you end up where you want and need to be. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll find the right agent for you. We have a stable of them that we have vetted. I mean, it takes weeks, literally weeks, to vet these guys. They don't work for me, but we vet them, and we constantly monitor their progress and um, and what people are reporting. They are the best of the best in your area, at least what we feel, and we'd like to pass their names on to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 
It was a Tuesday morning. Stu was at his house. I was at my house. We were both working at WFLA in Tampa, Florida. It was the first year I had done talk radio. I had just signed a a deal to replace Dr. Laura on the Premier Radio Networks. And it was supposed to start in January. And we were really doing a comedy show. We were making fun of everything. And I was pretty much a boob at the time. Didn't, I didn't know where I stood on many things. Because I was just doing comedy. I was making fun of talk radio. I was making fun of people like me, honestly. And then my wife called me from work. And she said, turn on the TV. A plane has just hit the World Trade Center. I said, what? He said, yeah, turn on. And Katie Couric was on, and uh, it was the Today Show. And they were talking about how it must be a small plane. And I looked at that hole in that plane, and I thought, that's not a small plane. And I'm talking to my wife, and whole waiting goes off, and Stu is on the other end. He said, are you watching this? I said, yeah, I don't think this is a small plane. He said, I don't think so either. And just then, the second plane went in. I said, we got to go. We got to go to work. I told my wife. I said, honey, it's probably going to be a very long day. I got to go. As we were driving in, the World Trade Center collapsed. When I got to the studio, I looked up at the monitors, and I... I saw something I never thought was even possible. It just it pulverized. It, it, was, it was dust. And the people jumping out of the World Trade Center and America just shocked our innocence. Who would do something like this? We didn't know. I had said just two years before that there would be blood, body, and buildings in the streets of Manhattan. I was on WABC in New York. And I said it would have the name of Osama bin Laden on it. And I had completely forgotten that. And we didn't have any answers. And Premier calls me up and said, we need you to go national. And I went home and I prayed and prayed and prayed. And I said, you have the wrong guy. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, don't, I don't have an answer for this. I don't have no idea. And on my first national program, I think I said that. I don't have any idea of what is really going on. But if you'll stick with me, we'll find the answers together. It was just a few days uh, after the World Trade Center And I'm telling this story because there's a lot of people that are uh, under 30 that probably have not heard this story or have been uh, watched it or been taught the truth about what happened on that day. Osama bin Laden had been waiting ever since Reagan pulled his troops out uh, after the Marine bombing of the barracks in Beirut. He saw that as a sign of weakness, and he told his people at the time, oh my gosh, we can make the giant move. And they had waited and plotted, and 9-11 was the day. They were trying to take out our stock market. They were trying to collapse us economically. 
They knew if we collapsed economically in our banking system, uh, we would be over. We've done a pretty good job at that since. Everything that he wanted to accomplish, we've been accomplishing ourselves. But I talked to Bob Beckworth. He died yesterday. Bob was the firefighter that happened to be on the fire truck when somebody came up, stood next to him. He had no idea it was the president of the United States. Here's what he told me just a few years ago. A picture seared in the nation's memory. President Bush at ground zero three days after the attacks. A bullhorn in one hand, the other draped around firefighter Bob that Beckwith. firefighter Beckwith. with President Bush was Bob Beckwith. Beckwith stood shoulder to shoulder with President Bob Bush. Bob Beckwith, a firefighter from Queens, New York, in his mid-60s. That day, he stood alongside the president and stepped onto the national patriotic stage. Bob, are you there? Yes. Hi, Bob. How are you? Very good. And yourself? I'm very good, sir. Very good. I uh, I just wanted to touch base with you. Um, the, your experiences with 9-11, because I I painted a painting of, of you a couple of weeks ago for an auction. And as I was painting you, I thought, you know, I know this man's story, but not really. First of all, where were you? on 9-11, when it happened? When it happened, my daughter had called me that my grandson going to school on his bicycle was hit by a car about two blocks away from me. And I ran over there to see what was happening and and I saw him on the ground, but he was moving, so I uh, that was a plus. And I found out from the uh, ambulance driver where, what hospital they were taking him to. And I came home to get my car. I, I listened on the radio, and it said, I heard a guy saying that a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. We don't know anything and, and so I came inside, and, and my wife had it on the television already, and they had cameras there. I was looking, and I said, that's a little bit bigger than a small plane. Yeah. I, I figured I got a bad day going. My grandson gets hit by a car, and now a, a plane goes in. Where were you living at the time, Bob? I'm living right here in Baldwin, New York. When did the phone call come in that you had to go? Were you with your grandson in the hospital, or what? When did you? Yes, I went to the hospital to uh, be with him. Everybody was watching television at the hospital, and uh, and I I saw the, the South Tower come down. Oh my God. Oh my God. One World Trade Center has collapsed in its entirety. One World Trade Center is gone. And then a, a few minutes later, the, uh, the the North Tower came down. And I knew that there was guys in the building, you know, because the firemen were in there. You know what goes through your head when the, it just hits you pretty hard. I told my wife and my kids that I'm going down to ground zero. And they said, don't go down yet too well. I was 69 years old. And uh, they thought I was an old man there, and uh, I'm going to get in the way, so uh, just don't go down there. The next day, I find out that um, Jimmy Boyle, now Jimmy Boyle was the, uh, the president of the UFA, the Uniform Firefighters Association, mm -hmm. and I was one of his delegates. And when I found out his son is missing, I said, that's it, I'm out of here. 
And I, I suited up the next morning, and I got to go down to ground zero. So you're there. You snuck across the bridge on the yeah. island. Then you, you, uh, you sneak across the uh, barrier with the National Guard. Right. And then what happens? And then I came into ground zero, and I tell you, it was a shock. Now you can see the people running for as the buildings begin to cross. The rescue was running, racing for their lives. One of the buildings is partially collapsed. It means that as yet unidentified survivors will be found in underground... The first thing that came to my mind was, this is how it probably looked in, in the Blitz when... Yeah. Wow. You know what happened? I, I worked down there all that day. And I was on the bucket brigade, and I found a shovel, and I started digging with the guys, and we were, and we found a, a, a pumper. A pumper is a fire engine in the rubble, and we told the crane operator to put the put the rig out on the in the street, and which he did. Some guy comes over and he says, "The, the president is here." And I saw the guys put their shovel down, and I put mine down, and I walked out to the street. And there's that pumper we just dug out of the rubble. I jumped up on it, and right across the street was a command post of a tent with all microphones in front of it. I figured, oh, that's where the president's going to talk. This Secret Service man came over to me, and he said, is this safe? I said, yeah. And he said, well, jump up and down on it for me. So I jumped up and down on it for him. And he said, okay. He said, somebody important's coming over here. And when they come over here, you help them up, and then you get down. I said, okay, because you do what the Secret Service guy tells you to do. Mm. The president comes around, and he does a hard right, and he comes right in front of me, and he puts his arm up. So I pull him up, and I turn him around, and I said to him, are you okay, Mr. President? He said, yeah. And then I start to get down. He said, where are you going? I said, I, I was told to get down. He said, no, no, you stay right here. And he put his arm around me, and... Uh, that's my story. That's unbelievable. It I didn't. Is. I didn't really know. Is. I didn't know any of those things. What did the president say to you at one point? Do you even remember when he turned to you in the middle of the speech and he said some things to you? Do you remember? No, we couldn't hear. We couldn't yeah. hear each other. We did speak to each other, but we didn't hear each other. It was too loud. The guys were. They were yelling. I didn't remember him having that that megaphone, that the bullhorn. Really. And then he started to speak, and he's speaking to the right, and and the guys on the left, they're yelling, "We can't hear you!" And he's then he turned to the left with the with the bullhorn, and he said, "I can hear you." And the, the whole world hears you. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. They went crazy. When, they went nuts. They started chanting USA, USA, USA. And it, it, it was, uh, he said everything in those three sentences. Those days changed America. Those who were born um, shortly before or after don't remember an America uh, the way I remember it. Uh, it was a completely different place after 9-11. There's one more part of the story. We, we lost Bob Beckwith uh, this week, the voice you just heard. So that part of history has now been lost to the ages and to digital memories. But there's part two of this story that happened just a few days after. 
And I'll share that in just a few minutes. 60 NMLS NMLS consumeraccess.org. APR for the rates in the five starts at 6.275% for well-qualified buyers. Call 800-906-2440 for details about credit costs and terms. The other time America was attacked was December uh, 7th, 1941. And the president just the next day stood up and said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Uh, that was with the Great Depression. And then uh, it was with um, Pearl Harbor. He wasn't right then. That saying doesn't hold true now either. There's plenty to be worried about, especially in our current economy. But what do you do so you're not worried? If you're somebody who's looking down the barrel of a lot of high-interest credit card debt from things like credit cards, uh, you're, you may be paying 20 25 even 35% interest. Right now, there's some great news Interest rates have dropped now. They're in the fives, which is lower than they were last year. If you've been buried in high interest credit card debt, really, now is the time to break free. The interest rates are going to go up, I would imagine, by a lot after the election. American financing can help you access the cash in your home to pay off that high interest debt. Last year, they helped customers save an average of $854 every month. It's like giving yourself a $10,000 raise. It's a way to start the new year right. You can start um, maybe by delaying two mortgage payments and getting that monkey off your back. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds. Station ID. So we're going to get to the news of the day um, that, you know, is currently breathing down our neck. A lot of it a result of 9-11. Um, but I want to tell you the second part of that story, my memory, at least. After that day, it wasn't too much longer after that I was standing in a parking lot. And Stu, I think you were with me. We were standing in a parking lot. And a song came on the radio, and it reflected the way everybody felt at the time. I'm not sure if we could say that today, but back then, everybody felt, yes, someone is saying it. That someone was Toby Keith. And in case you haven't heard yet, Toby Keith passed away of cancer last night. This is the song that he played when the, when the rubble was still smoking in New York City. American girls and American guys We'll always stand up and salute We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying There's a lot of men dead Toby Keith, who we lost last night, uh, an incredible guy. I remember one time my phone rang and uh, I looked down and it's Toby Keith and he's on his tractor. He was a remarkable, uh, just American farmer, rancher. Each of these stories need to be taught to your children. Talk to them about this song. Play it for them. Tell them 
what the country used to be like. Tell them who Osama bin Laden really was, because they won't learn it in school. Tell them the difference in the airports and our rights and the DHS and privacy and the Patriot Act. Tell them what you've learned since you shouted that song every time it played. We are a country not of our past, but of the idea. Glenn Beck. And it is up to them to continue it. Uh, All right. Our sponsor this half hour. I'm sorry. My computer keeps going to sleep. I don't know why. Um, But uh, our sponsor this half hour is um, Lear Capital. There is an enormous economic uh, upheaval that is headed our way right now, and it's nothing like we've ever seen before. With conditions like this, precious metals, as you know, I've been talking to you about it for years, make the difference between protecting your retirement or losing it. Lear Capital is a new sponsor to the program, and we're glad to have them. It uh, makes it easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into a gold and silver IRA. The best part is there's no tax penalties uh, to do it. All you have to do is call Lear Capital. It's easy. Lear can walk you through three simple steps and you're done. Give Lear Capital a call today. Ask for their free wealth protection guides. No obligation. You'll just get free information on protecting your hard-earned retirement with gold and silver. It's Lear Capital, the one I trusted for so long because Rush did. Lear Capital. Call them now, 800-889-3070, Lear Capital. I'm in uh, New Haven, Connecticut for a family emergency, um, and I, I can't thank... Vinnie Penn and Fred, the engineer, for all of their help here at WELI in New Haven, getting us on the air and, and being such gracious hosts to us. Um, let me tell you about um, uh, what happened yesterday. And I, I can't tell you the full story, but I have somebody uh, on the phone with me who can. Yesterday, right after I got off the air, um, Henry Rogers wrote uh, and tweeted, I am told Mike Lee staffer just blew up at the GOP conference comms meeting and stormed out. Um, a mother, uh, amongst other uh, invectives against the bill, he said that Senator Lankford might not want to get reelected, but the rest of the bosses do, followed by applause. Another source tells me there was more laughter than applause inside the room after the staffer left. Uh, Billy Gribben is the guy who walked out of the room. He's the communications director for Senator Mike Lee. And I called Mike right after, and I haven't heard the story yet, but let's get it from the horse's mouth. Billy Gribben. Hi, Billy. (laughs) Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. You bet. So uh, this, uh, What's been happening is leadership in the Senate, especially, has been has been telling us all, you know, for weeks and weeks that there's this great bill going to come out. It's a great bill. All our all our fears about it, about this border deal are are, uh, you know, misinformation. I think one senator even even called conservatives who were worried about the bill said that that was Russian misinformation, that that we were finding all these problems with the bill. Finally, the text drops. And the bill's even worse than we thought before. And so we're at this conference meeting. And, uh, you know, I need to start by saying, uh, you know, my staff colleagues, Senator Langford's office, Mitch McConnell's office, they're good people. They're decent people. But 
when they come up there and give a speech about how all our problems with the bill, all the problems that millions of Americans across the country are, are, are looking at Washington saying, why would you ever pass this terrible, terrible border bill that doesn't fix the problems and makes it worse? You know, getting up there and saying, well, actually, you're all wrong and this is all misinformation. Uh, you know, I, I got a little hot under the collar and uh, <laughs> loudly corrected them for about 30 seconds and stormed out. Um, so I'm, I'm sure did there you, was some did, laughter when I exited the room because I might have been a little bit dramatic. Right. Did you when you stormed out, did you scream betrayal? I didn't scream it. I think I muttered it. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so how how are you treated the rest of the day by colleagues? Are you do you feel you're in the major, minority majority? What what is the feel up there on Capitol Hill? <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm persona non grata in a few offices, but uh, the 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 most conservative offices, the ones that have been fighting the good fight, not just on the border, but on every on every uh, pro freedom, pro life, pro liberty, you know, border security issue for years. Uh, you know, th- they're all backing me up on this one, and quite frankly, a growing number of senators, including Mitch McConnell, uh, are, are backing us all up because uh, you know, wouldn't you know it that by you know eight p.m. last night. Uh, the vast majority of the conference uh, said, you know, we're we're going to wait on this border bill or we should vote no on cloture on it. So looks like all it took was about 10 hours for everyone's bosses to uh, kind of come to the realization that they were going to have a very, very angry GOP voting base and and millions of Americans angry across the nation at uh, at this border sellout. So, uh, Billy, tell me about the um, what what cloture means exactly. Uh, so, this would be a voting step, <laughs> the vote to proceed to a vote. So, once you vote for for uh, cloture on the motion, to proceed. You would be you'd be saying, okay, we're ending debate, and now we're opening up debate. At the end of which we will vote on this bill. This is all, you know, Washington. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, double speak, but it's it's basically a vote in order to have another vote. And, and the key thing here is, is that uh, it, it looks like, you know, I don't want to jinx it, knock on wood, but it looks like this border deal will probably fail this upcoming vote, um, which I hear is on Wednesday. Okay, but that doesn't stop it. That means it can go back for more debate at another time or talk of amendments or something else. Some other deal can be, can be made, right? Uh, correct. This is not the time to uh, rest on our laurels. This is not the time to high five each other and and go home. Uh, we need to uh, keep pushing on this to make sure that we have real border security, that we are not offered a fake deal. And, and you know, that's the most insulting thing about this is that we were being told <laughs> both by Democrats and by Republican leadership that, oh, this is great. It's going to secure the border. It's great. Not only did it not achieve its stated ends, but it was going to codify catch and release the problem that it, Biden got us into this mess with. It was going to fund the uh, NGOs and sanctuary cities around it's the crazy. country, keep facilitating this human trafficking. Uh, you know, and it was going to give work permits to you know, basically everyone who who uh, you know, applied for asylum and was released into the country. Uh, and it, and yeah, I'm just looking at the notes your boss made: a subsidized, free, taxpayer-funded legal counsel to all illegal aliens, uh, expands parole instead of limiting it, uh, increase green cards by fifty thousand per year for the next five years, 
work permits for adult children of H-1B visa holders, immediate work permits to every illegal release from custody after they pass the initial screening, nothing to deport illegals, the Afghan Adjustment Act, which is a pathway to citizenship for 60,000 poorly vetted Afghans who were brought into the country because of President Biden, weakens asylum screening by codifying the Biden policy. What does that one mean? Can you explain that one? Codifies the Biden asylum officer regulation empowers USCIS asylum officers to grant asylum withholding of removal and protection of uh, under the Convention Against Torture without review by an immigration judge. Yeah, basically, uh, in, in layman's terms, far from reforming this broken asylum process where basically everyone who shows up claims asylum, like 90 to 99 percent of them. You know, if if we actually adjudicated it through the system, it takes years. You know, would, their claims would be denied because they're they're false. Uh, but this, far from reforming that broken system, which has resulted in six million people border encounters in the last three years, uh, this would take the power from judges and give it to uh, officers, basically Biden administration Jeez. officials, so that they could unilaterally say, "You get a car, you get asylum, and you get asylum." So you know, way to speed up the process just by giving asylum to everybody. So the 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 difference here, I think, is the Democrats keep saying they're holding up immigration. OK, they're holding up all immigration reform, which would solve the problem. No, we're looking for a secure border. They're looking for that magic unicorn of a you know one bill solves all immigration all everything we've been arguing about for 50 years and this is their immigration bill where the republicans are looking for a border bill am i correct precisely uh we we are also looking for joe biden to simply enforce the law that he already has uh, their their special pleading that oh well we need this in order to secure the border is is 100 false. Uh, you know we would like solid legislation that forced that compelled the executive branch to take action. The problem is this is full of the word may or at his discretion or etc cetera, etc. Cetera. This is full mm. of opportunities for a good president to do something. Well, guess what? At least for the next year, we do not have a good president. <laughs> Um, why don't we just vote? Do we not have the votes to, to stop it? Why don't we just vote, move to, you know, vote for cloture and, and then go to the floor and kill this thing? Well, uh, the, the problem is the, the higher threshold of votes happens, happens uh, on Wednesday, presume, presuming they bring it up there to, to close debate. So our, our best chance of just taking this off the table in the Senate altogether is, in fact, this preliminary vote. Okay. Um, because uh, they need they need a 60 volt threshold to proceed to then the final vote on this legislation. Okay. So okay. this is this is the Alamo on this. And I think the good news is, I mean, if 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 Leader McConnell uh, is, himself is saying, you know, oh, we, we should probably vote no on cloture to give us more time to talk about it again. I don't want to count my chickens, but it, it looks like this thing is is going down. That does not mean we let up the pressure. That means we congratulate people who have come around to the side of light 
And and for those who haven't, we uh, keep on energetically telling them that the American people will accept nothing less than secure borders. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you can't you you know, you vote on Wednesday. That's not the end of it. We're still being invaded uh, and it has got to stop at some point. It has to stop or we don't make it. Billy, thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks for having Appreciate me on. It. You bet. That's uh, Billy Gribben. He is um, he's been in the trenches with the Jim DeMint, Ben Carson, Ted Cruz. He uh, was working with Donald Trump uh, and he joined Senator Lee as his communications director last August. Uh, there are some really good people, uh, as we are finding. Uh, and then and then there's that one from Oklahoma. But, you know, Oklahoma has to deal with that. Um, but uh, there are some really good people and we have the chance if if the Republicans stand and do the right thing, if they are just saying we've got to shut down the border, we have to protect our border, we can work everything else out after, but turn the water off. If they fail to do that, uh, they're going to they're going to have a lot of people that will just turn away from the ballot and they won't vote for anybody because they'll think, you know, this this game is just going to continue uh, to play. And you won't get the Senate, you won't get the House that you need if you do get uh, Donald Trump in. Um, you're going to need the House and the Senate, and you're going to need good people. And there are those good people out there, and uh, we'll talk about them as we get closer to the election. So you can uh, be exposed to some of the people that the media may be calling, I'm sure, you know, Nazis and racists and, and everything else they always do. I don't know that, uh, you know, it doesn't carry a lot of weight anymore. It may even if you're being called that by the uh, by the left, eh, it might be a reason to look at that person and go, oh, yeah, probably they're probably pretty good because they're probably none of those things. Back in just a second. Mantis X is a uh, is a system that I use to help keep my my accuracy on my gun. It's a diminishing skill. Uh, if you're a good shot. You you really have to keep it up because it goes away quickly. It is a lot of it is muscle memory. Uh, I've never thought, gee, I spend too much time in the gun range. And that's why I have Mantis X. It is a high-tech, easy-to-use system used widely by the military and helps you improve your shooting quickly. You just attach it to your firearm, connect it with an app on your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth. Then, whether you're firing actual rounds or even dry fire practicing, It'll give you instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct it. It it does it in real time. You can watch your aim. You can see when you're pulling the trigger exactly what happens to the barrel. And you can improve in 20 minutes. In fact, 94% of the shooters that use Mantis X do improve within 20 minutes. Uh, it is the best thing you can do besides getting a – well, I actually think it's better than having a – a firearm instructor standing next to you because they don't miss anything on with Mantis X. Be responsible. Increase your competence and your confidence today with Mantis X. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. You're listening to the swinging sounds of Glenn Beck. Sit tight, boys and girls. We'll be right back after these messages. Listen, if I could order the flowers for your loved one on this Valentine's Day and I could do it for you, I would do it. I would take that on because I'm just such an incredible person. However, 
I've got my own, own doghouse to kind of just stay out of. So I'm not going to do that for you. You need to do it yourself. You need to do what I do. Go to Books. That's short for bouquet. It's no secret that ladies love flowers, especially on Valentine's Day. It's a tradition that everyone appreciates. But you've got the 25% off with Books.com going on right now. And you're going to not only save money, but you're going to get the best flowers you can possibly get with Books. Uh, they have flowers that are fresh cut and sourced directly from the best flower farms all around the world, even farms that are on the side of a volcano. And Books is easy. You can go on their site and buy roses with just one click. They've got, um, if you want roses, that's cool. They've also got a million different designs that are really unique and modern that you, you're really going to appreciate. As well as they also have the thing that's kind of gone viral on the internet, the 100 red roses. You can do that as well. Get her whatever it is that she wants going into Valentine's Day. It's February 14th. Remember, that's the Tuesday, right? Right after the Super Bowl. Is it Tuesday? I can't remember. I can never remember. I think it is. Uh, anyway, it's only a few days, so don't screw it up. Go to books.com, B-O-U-Q-S.com. Don't believe it when she says, yeah, you don't have to get me anything because she's lying to you. Books.com, use the promo code BLAZE for 25% off. B-O-U-Q-S.com, the promo code is BLAZE at books.com. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Well, we have 21 Republican knows or likely knows. Let me give you the list. Uh, Marsha Blackburn, Tennessee, Mike Braun, Indiana, Katie Britt of Alabama, Ted Budd, North Carolina, Tom Cotton, Arkansas, Ted Cruz, uh, Steve Dane, Montana, Deb Fisher, Nebraska, Bill Haggerty, Tennessee, Josh Hawley, Missouri, Ron Johnson, Wisconsin, Mike Lee in Utah, Roger Marshall, Kansas, uh, Rand Paul in Kentucky, Marco Rubio, Mike Rounds, uh, Eric Schmidt in uh, Missouri, of course, Tim Scott in South Carolina, Rick Scott in Florida, Tommy Tuberville in uh, Alabama, and J.D. Vance in Ohio. Tuberville, but uh, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Tuberville, sorry. Um, I always say that. Everybody um, always says it. Yeah, I know. Um, it's a good let's list. See. I'm just looking for, you know, if you look at... If you look at our senators, it is growing uh, into some real great people. It used to be just, you know, one or two. Marsha Blackburn, I'd say she's great. Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Rand Paul, uh, J.D. Vance. Um, would you put Rick Scott in the great? He's solid. I like Rick Scott, you know. Yeah. Tim Scott? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, borderline. Borderline. He's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I'd put I'd put uh, Eric Schmidt in the great. I mean, he's new. Oh yeah, yeah. He's been yeah, he's, he's been fantastic. Great. Yeah. Um, High hopes. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like a you know a number one draft pick. You're, you're excited about that yeah. pick. You know, like right now I mean, it looks like it looks like you made the right pick. Yeah. I mean, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There, there's there's seven in the Senate that just out of this list that you can go that they're really good. They're really good. Yeah. And, and the rest of them are, I should say, those are great. I, to me, those are stars. The the others are just really good. They're good. You've got some solid ones in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you, know, you have some that are a matter of Deb taste. Fisher. Yeah, Deb Fisher's voting record, as I've Not complained good. about before uh, out yeah. publicly. Um, uh, the, uh, Tom the, Cotton is like, kind Tom of Tom Cotton, I, I put... There's a, a taste issue. Like, do you like sushi? Well, it's this is the greatest sushi in the world. And the question right. is, do you... But some people just don't like sushi, right? So, like, I right. put into that category 
Um, we have J.D. Vance on today. Some people just don't like that his version of Republican, right? Like, they don't like that. I love uh, him. Tom Cotton and Josh Hawley, I put all three of those in that category. Probably Rand Paul belongs in that category, too. If you yeah. don't want a libertarian yeah. flair of, of your Republican politician, you're not going to like I'd have Rand that Paul. over, a, over oh. somebody who is uh, Mitch McConnell. Oh, yeah. Uh, J.D. Vance is joining us here in uh, just a second at the, uh, the top of uh, hour number two. So stand by. After the break, we come back with J.D. Vance. I think J.D. should be considered a vice presidential candidate with Donald Trump because whoever is that vice president is the leader going forward after the uh, last term of Trump. Uh, I'd like to see Donald Trump make a bold, bold move with somebody who is just rock solid and proven. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about our sponsor, Rough Greens. Owning a dog is a lot of responsibility. You always have to check it because it might poison your food with lead. You never know. Uh, (laughs) Taking care of their basic needs isn't always as simple as it might seem. If you're feeding your dog kibble food, for instance, in a lead bowl with lead paint that's all chipped, bad. But uh, if you get rid of the bowl and the paint and everything else and add rough greens to the kibble food, your dog is going to have a happy, healthy life, lead-free. Kibble food is uh, is not doing the job. You need the antioxidants, the probiotics, and uh, the vitamins and minerals that you'll find in rough greens. Try it out with your dog. You'll see what I mean. You get your first trial bag for free at roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck, 833-GLEN-33. Breaking news coming out of uh, the District Court of Washington, D.C. It's going to come as a surprise to you, Stu. Uh, yes, uh, Donald Trump, who was, one of his arguments was that he was completely immune from prosecution for anything that he did when he was president of the United States in the interests of the country. Uh, the court has come down with a ruling. D.C. Court, uh, Circuit Court says he is not immune from prosecution. I think this is as expected here, but uh, it is a a final. It could have gone anywhere, any way, any direction in Washington, D.C. Sure. In a court. Yeah, it could have (laughs) gone his way. Absolutely. We're going to talk to Senator J.D. Vance about the border here in just a second. We'll see if he has a reaction to this as well. Coming up in 60 seconds. Stand by. First, LifeLock. You want to know the latest craze in the cyber criminal world? Yeah, it's great. I love it. Uh, QR codes. They're on everything, and it turns out it's pretty easy to replace a legitimate QR code with one that will direct you to malicious sites that exist just to steal the data right from your phone. Now, that doesn't sound like an awful lot of fun. I mean, maybe you get your kicks stomping on dreams, but I don't. Get LifeLock and uh, get protected. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affects your life. Your personal information is exposed 
everywhere, and it makes it dangerously easy for a cyber criminal to steal your identity. But protecting yourself can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to threats you may not spot on your own. So if you do become a victim of identity theft, because nobody can stop all of it, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist at LifeLock will work to fix it. It's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. LifeLock.com. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with a promo code BECK at LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code BECK. The good senator, dare I say great senator, from uh, the state of Ohio, J.D. Vance. Hello, J.D. Hey, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so uh, I want to talk to you about the uh, Senate border bill here in just a second. But uh, do you have any comment on this shocking, shocking news that's just breaking that Donald Trump is responsible for everything he did in uh, while he was in the White House and can go to trial? So I first heard about this like three minutes ago when I was waiting to come on your show. Right. So I, yeah. haven't, I haven't read the I haven't read the ruling. I have nothing uh, particular to say about it other than, look, I, I, I agree with Trump that the president has pretty broad, um, pretty broad immunity from a large number of prosecutions for what he does while he's in office. You know, you can't go after the president for doing his constitutional duties in the same way that most police officers are immune, you know, from most prosecutions for doing their job. Uh, I haven't seen this case, but I'm not shocked that the D.C. Circuit ruled against the president. As we know, a lot of these things have become political. And I hate to say it, Glenn, I think we have to be honest with ourselves as conservatives that much of what is framed as legal in this country is now just politics, and we have to wake up to that reality and deal with it. Yeah. Um, next hour, I'm going to go through some of the stuff that's going on with uh, the legal system. And uh, conservatives are in real trouble. They're blocking uh, uh, attorneys uh, by threatening to sue them and destroy their lives and take away their license if they if they start to represent any client that disagrees with this administration. This is... I mean, I personally think when they say, you know, Donald Trump will be a dictator. Okay, well, what's the difference? Because this is what we have now. We we are so close to really a dictatorship, uh, closer than I've ever seen this country. Yeah, I agree. And we also have parents, of course, having their parental rights taken away for not consenting sure. to their kids' gender identity. Uh, th- th- my first exposure to this, by the way, Glenn, was I, I was advising this company, Parler, which was sort of an original mm-hmm. free speech alternative to Twitter. After January the 6th, Google, Apple, Amazon, just in a very coordinated way, came against this company. It was very obviously a violation of antitrust laws. Nobody, yep. no major law firm would represent that company because they would have their lives ruined. And that's when I sort of realized that what we're witnessing is complete institutional capture by the left. And I think, you know, this is one of the reasons why my politics are what they are. I've been trying to encourage my fellow conservatives to wake up to this new reality that we're living in, because if this is what we're dealing with, then it's not a question of, well, you you come into office and you you fight over tax rates and you fight over regulatory reform. We have to really recapture many of these institutions. That should be the goal of conservative politics in the 21st century. And again, I encourage my fellow conservatives to wake up to that reality. I'd like to see somebody uh, put together a conservative law firm with the best lawyers uh, in the country that are willing to stand together and fight this together. And I, I think at least my audience, and I think most audiences on the right would consider coming up with a legal defense fund. Cause you know, anybody who serves with Trump, is going to need one because they're going to go after him all the time, constantly. All right. Let me talk about the uh, border. 
Um, the uh, Senate border deal is not a border deal. As I look at it, A, it's a war package, uh, and tied to it is a really bad uh, immigration policy. It has nothing really to do with the border or, or solving that. Would you agree or disagree? Look, I, I agree with that, Glenn. Um, we have to be honest that what happened here is the, the neoconservative establishment of the Democrats really want $61 billion for Ukraine, and they have been working very hard to figure out how, how to package that to the American people. Now, what we came up with in the Republican Senate, and you know I'm, I'm the biggest Ukraine skeptic uh, probably in the United States Senate, is like, look, guys, even if you're pro-Ukraine, you've got to secure the border before you do anything on Ukraine, or our voters are going to go absolutely crazy, and rightfully so. So this fig leaf is what we came up with. And i got to be honest with you, Glenn, it, it is worse in the execution than I feared that it would be. Just a couple of provisions here that I think is very important for us to be honest about how bad they are. Okay, so the first is it takes away the right to grant asylum from immigration judges who are not perfect mm-hmm. and gives them to USCIS asylum officers who are basically the most left-wing officials within the immigration bureaucracy. So you basically are giving Mayorkas and his stooges control over who gets asylum in this country. Very big mistake. Second, very hey, Hang big on just mistake. a second. Hang on just a second. Please. Isn't this akin to what Congress did uh, years ago by giving all of the power to make the decisions and make the laws inside the administration? So nobody gets blamed for it, and they just go their own way, and you can't hold them responsible. This is the same thing, isn't it? Just giving the administration more power and leeway to do whatever they want. That's right, with maybe the most important issue facing the country, of course, which is immigration, not just now, but you know, for all time. It's, it's who, who, who do you allow to become a citizen of your country? It's like the fundamental question of national sovereignty, and it gives it over to a guy who, by the way, Glenn, the House is impeaching maybe today. And we're talking about giving this guy massive authority. The second big issue here, Glenn, is it has this sort of border emergency shutdown, which actually sounds good, right? If you were going to say, you know, as soon as you get an illegal alien coming across, you shut down the border, you radically change enforcement. But this sets the emergency authority at 5,000 illegal immigrants a day, which is close to 2 million a year. And again, Glenn, it gives Mayorkas broad discretion to waive this emergency authority. So this is not a good package. We should vote it down. I actually, good news, when we had a meeting as a Senate conference yesterday evening, and I, I think everybody pretty much agrees that we cannot proceed on this thing right now. Uh, we just need to continue to hold everyone's feet to the fire so that this package doesn't become law. And again, we have to remember, this is all about hiding from the American people the ball on Ukraine. They don't want to be called to account for a vote on Ukraine, so they're going to call it border security. That's not what it's about. We are paying, correct me if I'm wrong, the salaries of everyone in their civil service. So the entire government is now being subsidized by the United States taxpayer. Are we not paying everybody's um, uh, compensation here in America and over in Ukraine? I don't know if it's everybody in Ukraine, Glenn, to be clear, but it's a lot of them. Uh, we're certainly paying for core parts of their civil service. And we know this, that they're we're paying for their Social Security, I believe. We're paying for their pensioners. We're paying for a lot of their civil service. It's absolutely right. And we also know that there's a lot of skimming off the top. There's a lot of corruption. It's a corrupt yeah. country. We've known that for well before this war started. But here's the issue, Glenn. We, we, we are told that this war 
is all about repelling Russia so that Ukraine can be an independent bulwark. What is actually happening is that we've strengthened Russia and Ukraine has become a welfare client of the United States, not just now, but in perpetuity. So we have failed at the fundamental objective. We've spent well over $100 billion to accomplish that failed objective, and there's no end in sight. It's time for the statesmen in this country to step up and say, enough is enough. This has to stop. As Donald Trump said, maybe the most important thing he said on the campaign trail is we need the killing to stop. That's what's in America's interest, and that's what I'm fighting for. The uh, his, uh, Senator Schumer uh, came out and said, if we don't vote for this, well, American soldiers, are American boys and girls are going to be over on the front lines fighting Russia in the next five years if we don't pass this. It's fear-mongering, Glenn, and it's not true. And by the way, if the argument goes something like this, the, Ukra- the Russians are going to roll through Ukraine and then they'll roll into Berlin, and that's the point at which American troops will be called to fight the Russians. Well, here's the problem with that. Germany has, I think, the fourth or fifth largest economy in the world. They spend way less than 2% of GDP, which is the NATO target on defense. If the Germans are at that much risk of the Russians, we need to say to the Germans, get your own house in order, stand up your own security forces, don't rely on the Americans to bail you out. It actually calls into question, Glenn, and I'm going to get roasted for saying this, but good, because it's a conversation we need to have. What is the purpose of NATO if the only thing it does is provide more people for us to support? NATO is supposed Mm. to be an alliance. The Germans step up. Everybody steps up. The only two countries, or at least the only two major countries uh, with big economies that do their job on defense are France and the U.K., Western and Central, sorry, Eastern and Central Europe have got to step up in a bigger way, Glenn, and we should not be asked to effectively subsidize their security apparatus. That's not an argument for an ally. That's an argument for another welfare client, and the United States has far too many of them. So um, let me switch subjects. We, we talked about the lawyers and, uh, and how they are, are being blocked if you're on the conservative side. Uh, yesterday, the House Judiciary Committee uh, on the weaponization of the government highlighted the Biden administration's efforts to, quote, address propaganda and misinformation in books that were being sold. And Jim Jordan yesterday outlined uh, an effort uh, to uh, s- stop Amazon from selling certain books that disagreed with the administration. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about book burning. Do you know anything about this? And when is, when is someone going to stop this? Well, credit to Jim Jordan and the House Judiciary for actually using their subpoena powers. It's meant to be used in investigating here, but... Look, when this is akin to what we saw with the, the big tech companies colluding with the government to silence the Trump campaign, to promote the Biden campaign. We, this is what I talk about, the institutional capture, Glenn. We have bureaucrats in the government working with some of these companies to engage in a mass censorship campaign in this country. And it's largely hidden, of course, because it's shadow banning on social media. It's the right. books you don't see when you type in a search on Amazon. That That's what's so evil genius about it is that we don't even see it. But this mm-hmm. is how totalitarian regimes operate is that they can control what you think and what media can you consume. Then they control what you behave. And that's when you're no longer a free citizen. 
Look, I, I think that this, this is illegal stuff. Potentially, people should be going to prison for it. And this is the best argument, maybe, uh, that I can make for a future, you know, Attorney General Josh Hawley or someone else is you've got to go after these guys and actually force them to suffer consequences. It's the only language these people understand is power. And if you're going to use your, your constitutional authority to shade into unconstitutional censorship, you've got to face consequences for it. At the very least, you ought to lose your job. You know, you are um, you're very effective as a senator. I'd hate to lose you as a senator, but, but uh, Ohio is a very important state. Has there been any talk about consideration of you being a vice presidential candidate? <laughs> uh, I've seen the media stories, Glenn, and as, as I've said, of course, if, if the president asked me, I'd think about it. I, I do think it's extremely important that we reelect Donald Trump. But I like being a senator. Uh, I think that's the best way for me to serve the people of Ohio. And uh, that's 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 my honest answer is, yeah, I think about it, but I really like my current job. And to your point, Glenn, we actually need people at all levels of the federal government if we're going to implement an effective agenda. The president is, of course, the most important, you know, things like immigration, foreign policy, he controls almost unilaterally. Yeah. But you need good lawmakers. And that was one of the problems with the first Trump administration. Sure. Way too many Republicans fighting against the leader yeah. of their own party. Uh, if we want to work effectively, we can't have that. Are we going to see a close of the border? I mean, a meaning, meaningful securing of the border before the election? Um, I hate to say it, probably no, unless Republicans grow uh, a lot stiffer of a spine here. Glenn, here's the leverage that we have. It's two things. It's Ukraine and it's government funding. We would, be, we would need to be willing as a unified Republican conference, House and Senate, to say we're not funding any more of your government until you get illegal border crossings below, you know, at least a thousand per day, right? There's a significant reduction of where it is. Uh, I don't see that that resolve within my fellow Republicans. I think that there are some of us who would do that. I certainly would, but uh, I, I would hold my breath. And I hate to say it, Glenn, but I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you for loving country more than self. I appreciate it. J.D. Vance. God bless. Thanks, man. Bye. You're tired of not only paying far too much for your mobile phone service, but also knowing that some of the money that you give them goes to support causes that you absolutely despise. One of the very best things about living in a country where, for now at least, there's still a free market is you get to choose who to do business with. Patriot Mobile's mission is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms. And the way they do that, the way they fund that, is by giving you the greatest mobile phone service at the best possible price. So on top of everything that you could possibly want in a mobile phone plan uh, on one of the three major networks, because they use the, the same cell tower, so you're going to get the same uh, coverage, your hard-earned money does not go to aid in the destruction of America. We have got to choose sides. So this really, honestly, is the lowest bar of helping your country out. It's, it's it. I mean, if you can't change your cell service, you're not going to change anything else. Please join us, patriotmobile.com slash back, patriotmobile.com slash back, or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code back, patriotmobile.com slash back, 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, boy, I got to tell you, um, 
you know, it's really it's uh, really incredible to see how much gusto the uh, president has. This is a cut uh, that came out uh, Sunday in Las Vegas. Here's President Joe Biden on uh, on, you know, the the state of the world. Listen, people pled guilty, you know, I. Right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. It was, in, it was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? Oh, my gosh. Holy crap. Holy cow. Um, by the way, Mitterrand uh, died 20, 25, 26 years ago. Um, so he couldn't have met with him. I mean, unless he's starting to see people in the room. It's like, I see Mitterrand right over there. Ooh, I'm coming soon. Um, but he's dead. Um, died in 1996. So, you know, no big deal. But I think the the electric storytelling uh, of the president. And then when, how it, when he uh, how long are you back for? Uh, it just instills <laughs> confidence in most Americans. The uh, scariest part about this, Glenn, is not even that it's happening. It's the fact that there are cares. dozens and dozens of people around this guy who are highly trained in uh-huh. political craftsmanship, that their mm-hmm. entire job is to avoid us from seeing these moments, is to make sure that we avoid seeing this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they can't stop it. They can't stop it. They, they can't stop it. Can't stop it. These are people. No, and the media, the media is working with them. Working with and them. They still can't stop it. And we still, still keep seeing it. Like this should yeah. not be happening. They, it is out of control. He really can't stop this stuff. He is lost. So, um, Gingrich came out yesterday, and he said there's a possibility for the first time. He believes possibility of a genuine rebellion at the Democratic Party convention. Um, and he said, you know, I. I I don't think this, he said, but people who are really, truly connected and are, I find, very, very smart, uh, think that it's going to be, he's going to be replaced by Michelle Obama. Uh, you know, I, I had uh, Dan Andros on my show last night, and uh, yeah. he, he took a position on our wager. Uh, yeah, what did he say? He took your position. He I believes think it you will. are right, and that Michelle you Obama will be the one. You can't take Kamala Harris out. You that that's the key. It's not like you're just you know. Oh well, he's not going to run, so they're going to grab somebody else. They can't grab anybody else. They can't. They have. What do you do with a problem like Kamala? <laughs> I mean, it's you, you. You. What do you do? Look, I you have to have somebody like Michelle Obama that everybody just forgets Kamala. I'm like, what? I understand that position last week, but after hearing that riveting story about the French leader, I don't see how you still think Joe Biden's going to be the nominee. I mean, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 uh, oh, this he's guy, good. once he gets in front of people, I mean, you, you know, you don't want to give him the opportunity of talking in front of the whole country by the Super Bowl, of course. You just mm. you turn that one down, but eventually he'll turn up the, the, the heat. <laughs> For five years in a row, abortion has been the world's leading cause of death. Five years in a row. In fact, the total now is greater than the number attributed to the next seven causes of death combined. Did you hear that? Before I get to the end of this commercial, two babies in the United States alone will have been aborted. 
Preborn is leading the charge to turn this around, but they can't do it without people like you, the people in the pro-life movement. We're the gas that keeps the engine running, and it must keep running. Preborn has rescued over 280,000 babies from abortion, and every day they rescue 200 more. When a woman is considering an abortion, she hears her baby's heartbeat and sees the precious little face on the ultrasound. That's when the baby's chance of survival doubles. Then Preborn comes to them and says, look, you're not alone. We're not just here for the baby. We're here for you, too. And we'll help you for the first two years. This is love on both sides and saves two lives in the end. If you, would you make a donation? You could make a donation for a lot of money or just 28 bucks for an ultrasound dial. Pound 250, pound 250, keyword baby. Preborn.com slash Beck. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. The code Glenn30. Save 30 bucks off Blaze TV. Well, when you lose Al Sharpton and you're on the left, uh, that's quite an accomplishment. Here is Al Sharpton with Senator Chris Murphy on MSNBC's Wow, Al Sharpton show. I didn't know he still was. Wow, that's amazing. On uh, his show, he's he's uh, talking with Chris Murphy about the invasion. Cut to. What is being done to uh, get the public uh, to really uh, rise up in various states to say to their senators that they want to see the borders uh, the border issue resolved. I mean, you're getting migrants beating up policemen in the streets of New York. You're seeing an influx of migrants all over the country that frankly have people outraged. And couldn't there be some kind of public pressure put in the next couple of days in some of these senator states saying, why are you allowing this to continue? I mean, we're looking every day at the invasion of migrants and they're playing a time game with politics on this. Couldn't that Whoa. pressure put to bear in their home states? Wow, that's uh, well, that's Al Sharpton. What happened? Uh, invasion of the body snatchers, kids. It's real. Uh, that's Al Sharpton because he knows this is uh, going to be a very big issue for African-Americans because they're the ones that are hurt the most, quite honestly. Look at what is happening in New York City. Did you see the woman who had a an illegal immigrant on the back of a moped, grab her purse, and then drag her down the streets of New York? I mean, this is this is out of control. We have become a third world country. And even Al Sharpton knows it. Well, one person that doesn't know it is a, a huge disappointment. Crenshaw. Here's Dan Crenshaw. Listen to him. Cut one. The height of stupidity is having a strong opinion on something you know nothing about. I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in the very strange maneuvering by many on the right to, to, to torpedo uh, a potential border reform bill. If we have a bill that on net significantly decreases illegal immigration... No. And we sabotage that. That is, that is inconsistent with what we told our voters we would do. People will make up whatever reasons they they want to. There's a number of them, I'm sure. Ooh, but it would be a, a pretty unacceptable dereliction of, of your duty. Dereliction of duty. Uh, standing for the Constitution is now dereliction of duty. Dan Crenshaw is somebody who had a very promising uh, future and has uh, time and time again, I think, sold the conservatives out. 
uh, and sold uh, sold America uh, and and quite honestly, all of his credibility. I mean, he's a guy who has professed to me personally that, oh, this, you know, World Economic Forum thing, that's nothing. I This is just nothing but crazy talk. You really kind of like misinformation about what's in the bill, Dan. Uh, and don't tell me that I don't know what's in the bill. Really? I'm making things up now. Gosh, you sound like a member of the squad. Uh, now let me go. Uh, let me go here. How do we? How do we possibly fight disinformation? Well, they're not fighting disinformation. They are the cause of the disinformation. They are the printing press of all of the disinformation. Anything that disagrees with this administration or the the uh, globalist plan of really capping you at the kneecaps um, is is going to be stopped. They're going to stop it. I'm going to show you next hour how they are working to stop it. If, if you don't think that we are headed towards a fascistic or already in a fascistic society, you're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. And I would love to hear somebody come and make a case after what I'm going to show you next hour. Make a case that that's not what's happening. I would love to believe that that is not the direction that we're all headed in. But, you know, you tell me. Because everything is a fake. Remember, they said the Great Reset and Build Back Better was a fake. They said this was all nothing but uh, mis and disinformation. What made me say few years ago, 2020, uh, I don't think so, because the slogan Build Back Better actually came from the World Economic Forum. It is their plan to reset the world and capitalism. And I didn't say it first. They did. Cut eight. Do we have cut it's eight? a very pertinent question to ask how do we build back better to build back better or whatever we have a chance to reset the clock and build back better than before to build back better than before remember the the terrible damage of covid as we try to build back from this uh global pandemic joe biden calls it build back better build back better building back better to do things differently to build back better we're going to build it back better and build it back better to my plan to build back better uh start taking all the problems that have been created in right. education mental health and start to to build back in a positive way i have launched a booklet called build back better britain after coronavirus it's about building this country back better growing conspiracy following it. It is called the Great Reset. An unprecedented opportunity to rethink and reset the ways in which we live. The great opportunity for reset. The theory even calls Mr. Biden's campaign slogan, Build Back Better, a front for the conspiracy. Build back better. Building back better our economy. Build back better. All elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. Huh. It's, a big it's weird. 
to some would say to build back, back better. We would say to really have a great reset. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But all of that just was spontaneous all over the world. Everybody was talking about it. Just crazy, crazy. We're the conspiracy theorists. So when you look at what's happening on the border bill, you can believe the people who have been lying to you the whole time, every time, over and over and over again. Or maybe you can make a difference this time and say, hey, this doesn't sound right to me. I don't think I believe you anymore. Here's another thing. I'm going to show you next hour how you're being targeted. And I mean literally targeted. How they are taking and dismantling any any conservative attorney. Any kind of representation you might need. They are canceling them and crippling them. Because you will not stand against the state. And one of the people that is really, um, I think, quite... Um, uh, it's 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 quite remarkable, quite um, remarkable what they're doing to Elon Musk. Elon Musk is one of those that will not stand. They are using the same kind of tactics um, uh, against Elon Musk that they've been using against Donald Trump. And again, if they'll do it to the most powerful guy in America and the richest man in the world, why do you think they wouldn't do it? To you, here's here's uh, the latest. This is on CNBC. Jim Cramer and David Faber. They're talking about the attacks on uh, Elon Musk uh, lately, just to paint him as an addict. Listen to this. Cut three. Elon Musk off the board. Off we're we're going to talk about that in a little bit. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, get it's a get Musk. The long knives are out for Musk. Like I haven't seen in a long time. Does, it does they use it, that was that the plaintiff's information there are some in the Delaware case? somewhere who've decided they can start to turn on him in some fashion. It's true. And how do you feel about that? How do I feel personally about it? Never mind. I don't care how you feel personally because you'll never give it to me anyway. No. I'm not going to share my personal opinion. I'll share my personal. I think that that piece makes it sound like it's very hard for the SEC not to come back and look at whether he's an independent board. Which he was never. Who thought this was independent? There's just a web of wealth. But more importantly, I think they're going to say, well, wait a second. Is this man impaired? Um, and, and, they, and they try to... Not impaired. I, I don't think he is at all. The journalists, obviously, they are committed to this story. Right. Okay. Keep coming they, back to the same like they story. Were committed and they with keep the, finding more evidence from two years ago, part. this one, or three years ago, that one. You know. Well, okay, okay. If, if, if it were written about any other CEO, we'd, everybody would be talking about it. Thanks. Suppose. If it was written about a tool and die company. Yes. You think so? Yeah. First well, of all, we wouldn't know and we wouldn't care. I don't I know. Mean, I, I, I know and I don't and care. I, I, he's the greatest the, industrialist of our time. He is, it, he's the greatest single business person did he of have our a, time. If he had a, a substance problem, which I don't think he had. Well, that's the question. Does well, he, he have tests, one or not? He passed no. all the tests. Right? A, not a drug well, addict. He passed all the tests for the NASA contract. Why should we think that he's a drug addict? Well, I don't think we should, and I, I don't think he most likely is not. I think the relate. It's two separate stories, although they are related by this idea that some uh, of the board members party with him, so to speak. But it's the interrelationships within the board, and whether that is in fact a form of governance that is probably not a good one for shareholders. Yeah, it it goes back to the uh, McCormick's ruling. 
throwing out well, his pay package in Delaware that, a couple of weeks I ago. I think that that is integral but to Jim, what happened. you raised an interesting point, which is who has he ticked off at this point who wasn't willing to turn on him in the past and now is? Thank you. Because that's that, really what's going that's, on here. It was Linda Johnson-Rice who left really the board in 2019. Do you hear that? This is a conversation about, as they said, the greatest American industrialist of our time. He is. He is Tesla. And I don't mean the car company. I mean Nikolai Tesla. He's the Edison of our time. Who has he ticked off? I'll tell you who he's ticked off. The federal government. That's who he's ticked off. The federal government is trying to destroy this man, a guy who they all loved. They all loved because he's done more for the planet than any other person. Why? Why are the, uh, you know, the eco people not standing up and saying, hey, protect Elon? Because it's not real. It's all about power. It's not about actually... The guy has done more to save the planet than anybody else, and you're trying to destroy him? And by the way, when did this really start to happen? Oh, right after he freed speech. Wake up, America. You think you're not in a totalitarian state. You think we're not already this close to losing your rights, your property, your voice? Of course we are. Of course we are. And you know what? You put the wrong Republicans in, you'll get the same thing. Because this is a progressive movement. And progress only goes to a certain place. And then you have the, the ugly revolution. You know, they, the progressivism is, was, in the early days, just pretty much communism but they didn't know communism wasn't neat back then. They thought it was great. So they just wanted to progress us slowly so we wouldn't have the bloody revolution. But at the end, you do lose people. You do have starvation and everything else because progressivism doesn't work. It works like communism, which means it doesn't work. And you get to a place where you got to start shutting people up. Remember, I told you years ago, it's, uh, suggest, shove, shoot. That's where we are. That's where we are. That's how this is always going to end. If we don't wake up all of us and peacefully stand together and go, oh, enough is enough. Enough is enough. We're not going here. And I'll give you the evidence of that coming up in just a minute. Stand by. First, our sponsor uh, this half hour is Relief Factor. Pamela wrote in about her experience with Relief Factory. She said, I spent a lot of years trying to fix the pain I was in by going to pain clinics. They barely helped at all, and I ended up taking stuff that wasn't worth it in the long run. Then I found out about Relief Factor, and it's made a tremendous difference in my life. Goodbye, pain. Pam, thank you so much for writing in and trying Relief Factor. I'm glad it helped you get out of the pain that you were in. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight pain by fighting inflammation. It's 100% drug-free developed by doctors to help reduce or eliminate pain. Look, over a million people have tried it. I've tried it. It worked. Now, 70% of the people, it doesn't work. Uh, sorry, 30%, it doesn't work. 70% of them have gone on to order it again and again. So see if you're part of that 70. Isn't it worth just trying just to see if you can get out of pain? 
See how relief works. With their three-week quick start, it's Relief Factor. 1995 comes with a Relief Factor. Feel better or your money-back guarantee so you don't have anything to lose. So call them, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-4-RELIEF. That's 800, the number 4, RELIEF. When you feel how it works, you know it's Relief Factor. The Glenn Beck Program. Glenn's newsletter is free and full of useful info delivered every day right to your inbox. Sign up at glennbeck.com. Welcome to the uh, Be- uh, Glenn Beck program. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, coming up, I, I have some uh, I have some news, and, and this is I, I urge you to get my daily newsletter. You can get it at glennbeck.com. It's free, and it's about 90 stories, and it's the 90 stories I think that you really need to know about. Um, and we don't get a chance to hit all of them, but they're all sectioned off into different categories, and you can read them and get a pretty good idea of where the country is moving and, and, and why. Um, and today is a, a rather disturbing one um, because it really shows how fascistic, how close we are to fascism in America. And uh, it it's amazing. I, I said this, Oh, probably 2008 or nine. I noticed a pattern. Whatever they said we were doing, they were doing. You ever notice that? Um, and I've been watching it over the years. And uh, it still holds true. It still holds true. And I, I, I want to start with um, how many times they've accused us of doing something during or right, uh, right before they did it. I'll explain coming up in just a minute and then give you some uh, some eye-opening wake-up calls for your friends and neighbors so they understand what kind of world is coming their way. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to start this hour with the definition of fascism, and then I want to give you some news of the day that is uh, is very disturbing, but it will give you a lay of the land. It's a GPS uh, a coordinate. We just have to drop a pin so we know exactly where we are right now. We do that in 60 seconds. 
So even if you only have a few minutes to spare during your morning routine, it's entirely possible to keep your face wrinkle-free with Gen 90, the new instant wrinkle treatment from GenuCell. Gen 90 instantly reduces the appearance of wrinkles around the eyes and forehead, crow's feet, laugh lines, even the chin. And the amazing part is it starts working in just seconds. It's a great Valentine's Day gift for yourself or anyone on your list. And you can want to feel confident in the skin you're walking around in. We all do. Gen 90 is luxurious, nourishing, and silky smooth. And you're going to see and feel it work almost immediately. Take advantage of the Gen 90 Valentine's Day sale now going on at GenuCell.com, where it's included in the best seller package. Don't get the harsh medical procedures. You can de-age your skin right now in the comfort of your own home for so much less. Until Valentine's Day, every Gen 90 order comes with free shipping and a luxury Valentine's spa box. It's not a lot of time to take care of your skin. Why not do it with GenuCell? It's GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. In today's Glenbeck Morning Newsletter, which is free at glenbeck.com, you will find these stories. I'm going to touch on these, just the headlines first, and we're going to go back to them. Jim Jordan shows Amazon files, federal censorship efforts to digitally burn books. Effective, GO, uh, effective GOP attorney generals face politicized ethics charges. Democrats trying to strip all opponents of representation in court. Biden's DOJ continues to abuse the FACE Act. Completely unjustified, Medical Journal retracts major studies critical of the abortion pill ahead of the Supreme Court clash. Montana parents face arrest after refusing to go along with daughter's sex change. Virginia Democrats trying to pass a bill to make bipartisan election oversight a hate crime. Let me, uh, let me start with this. Stu, look up the definition of fascism for me, will you? People, when they hear fascist, they think uh, concentration camps. And that usually is the way they end because um, you have to have, you know, you have to get rid of the political people that disagree with you. Because unless you're in a free state, you can't have people who disagree with you speaking out. Okay, that that's that's the definition. That's the first definition of, of freedom is being able to speak your mind. Well, you can't do that. And it starts with intimidation. It starts with suggestion, then intimidation, and then shove and shoot. So you have to have these concentration camps, but that's not that's not in the definition, if I'm not mistaken, of fascism, Stu. Yeah, here I'll give you the dictionary definition. A political philosophy, movement, or regime that exalts a nation and often race above the individual. I mean, it's just so say it again, say it again, say it again. Exalts nation and often race above the individual. Gee, who's doing that right now? Tell me who is elevating race above the individual right now. Tell me, tell me with a straight face that is the right. It is insanity to believe that. It's insanity. Every single person on the left is constantly telling us that this skin color is the most important thing about you. We, oh, oh, we're, it's constantly 
told to us that it's defining your entire life. Your skin color tells you whether you're oppressed or not or whether you're a good person or you're not. And we're the ones somehow. I mean, it's it's so amazing that this has ever happened. But, but it, it is a philosophy uh, movement or regime that exalts a nation and often race above the individual. And that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictator, severe economic and social regimentation, and forcible suppression of opposition. I don't okay. know which which party's about to lose their uh, candidate from being on the ballot at all. Which one is that? I, I, so, a suppression of opposition. Oh my gosh! I, 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 you're never going to get to any of your points if you don't turn I off know, my microphone I, right now. No, so no, I no. I, I think this is uh, fine. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's incredible, and it doesn't include the the biggest part of the actual mechanics of fascism. Which is public-private partnerships. Businesses are allowed to be businesses, unlike in in uh, communism. They're allowed to be private businesses unless you disagree with the state. Then they'll intimidate you and eventually just take you out. Somebody else will get your business, and uh, you're gone. Public-private partnership. Okay. Now. I just, I, I, I want to drill into your head. Whatever they say that we're doing, they're doing. Okay, good example. They just, they call us fascists. Could you read that one more time, Stu? Sure. Uh, a political philosophy, movement, or regime that exalts nation and often race above the individual. That stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictator severe economic and social regimentation and forcible suppression of opposition okay you can see why they have to stand on nationalism okay when we say we're proud to be uh, americans and we hold america high in our esteem it's not at the expense of the individual in fact it's because of the, the defense of the individual we are nationalistic Okay, the, everything that the Constitution says, everything that at least that I believe, and I think the vast majority of people that are that claim to be conservative, and they truly are conservative. It's because of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, which is all about the individual. They're about collective salvation. So if you're not a collectivist society or you're not pushing for collectivism, you can't be a communist or a fascist. Can't. So everything they say we're up to, they're doing. And I mean, just, you know, they said Donald Trump was just killing us overseas and none of our allies had any respect for us. Well, I think I can check that one. They say that we're nothing but religious zealots that would force our religion on children in schools. Who's doing that? We're asking for school choice so the individual can choose if they want that or not. They're, they've come up with this new woke crap and LGBTQ, which is a religion. Uh, religion requires excommunication if you don't go along with the high priests. They demand that you stick to the dogma. 
There is no questioning of it. Which one has the religion that they're they're putting in schools? They say that we're going to have a dictator. Well, public-private partnerships, silencing opposition, environmental and social regulations, medical tyranny. We've got that. Oh, the right is just in bed with big business. Really? Name the corporation that stands by the right and, and waves that flag. Name the corporation. It sure, certainly isn't Coors. In bed with big business. That we don't really care about the lives of the poor and the immigrant. And yet, with what they're doing, the immigrant is being used and built by the drug cartels. The women are being raped every day, sold into slavery. We don't care. Don't care about the poor. Really? Is your definition of caring for the poor what's happening in L.A.? What's happening in San Francisco? Because I think you don't care for the poor. We're going to make, you know, they just want to, they're going to throw you back in chains to the African-American. Who's doing that? They just want to overthrow the government. You know, those people on the right, they have no respect for the Constitution. They want to overthrow our system of government. You can't even name our system of government. You keep calling it a democracy. It's a republic. Well, they just want chaos in the streets. We do. You were the one with Chad. What was it? Chaz in Seattle. You're the one that we're trying to get rid of all the police and reimagine how we're going to take care of people on the streets. We're the ones that want chaos on the streets. They don't care about national security. You've had 10 million people coming across the board. We all know they're terrorists. Yeah, but they don't really care. I mean, you know, they they're terrorists themselves, you know. Well, really? Uh, Well, uh, I guess if that's true, which it absolutely isn't, at least we're not farming it off to Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran. You support terrorists. You support the terrorists on the streets here in America. They're just going to take away your choice. My body, my choice. Really? Unless, Unless it's anything other than an abortion. You know, they just want to make sure that White people get the jobs. Well, you've lowered the standard at the FCC. I'm sorry, the FAA. Lowered the standard at the FAA to the point to where if you're handicapped, black, trans, whatever the flavor of the month is, they don't have to have the same test scores even. They don't even have to test and have the same amount of competence To be an air traffic controller if they're not white. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. Which which one is hiring just solely on race? Race? Now, here's the here's the last one. We're Nazis in Florida. They've been banning books. Really? Really? We know that's not true. We know that came from the left. But again, if we know that the left accuses us of things that they are doing, let me give you this. Jim Jordan yesterday revealed internal documents secured via the sub sub uh, um, sorry sub the subpoena of Amazon highlighting the Biden administration's efforts to address propaganda and misinformation in books for the on uh, online reader uh, retailer. Okay, wait a minute. 
They say that I'm responsible for misinformation and propaganda. I will correct anything that I get wrong. You show me where I'm wrong, I will correct it. It's not a matter of opinion. It has to be a matter of fact. Show me where I'm wrong. They don't. They can't. I I am not for the uh, banning of any voices. I want to make sure everybody, those who disagree with me, they should have a space in society and should be heard. None of this digital ghetto stuff. They say we're burning books or we're banning books, and yet now we have the documents, the effort, reminiscent of the Twitter file. uh, It starts with an email in 2021 from a White House official seeking the opportunity to discuss the high levels of propaganda and misinformation and disinformation of Amazon. Now, why were they so upset with Amazon? Well, because Amazon believed retailers are different than social media communities and provided their customers with access to a variety of viewpoints. For the Biden administration, letting Americans actually read the other side is unacceptable. This is a country that despises Nazism, and yet you can buy Mein Kampf. You can't in Germany. Here you can. You can buy Mein Kampf. You can read Mein Kampf out in the open. It doesn't make you a Nazi. It makes you somebody that wants to understand what happened back then. What was this guy even saying? Without being able to read the insane ramblings... You have no idea what he really was talking about. You have no idea. You can be duped into anything. You'll be duped that, the that, oh, that you know what? The Germans really didn't know. Yes, they did. It's in Mein Kampf. But here, we can't argue about science anymore. You can't have those books for sale online at Amazon. So... After the meeting, one staffer asked, is the Biden administration asking us to remove books or just concerned about the search results in order or both? Amazon, after the meeting, moved not to promote books questioning the vaccine. So you're not going to find it. Wow. Who's censoring Who's burning books? Who's silencing people? And the left will just say, well, that's because it was about the vaccine. Oh, okay. So if you're right, then you're okay with censoring. Because I'm not. I'm not cool with that. I I, I really would love to hear the other side and and how, you know, uh, the Great Reset and and um, and all of the things that are coming out from Klaus Schwab. ESG, everything else, how that's not true. I'd like to read those things. I have read those things. Why are you so afraid of someone else? This is just the beginning. Uh, Let me get into the, the GOP attorney generals and how they seem to be under attack in the court system. 60 seconds, stand by. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's the Berna Launcher. Uh, I've talked about the Berna for a while because my uh, 
my wife has come home a couple of times and she said, I had to stop for gas tonight. And I'm like, why? Don't stop for gas. I'll fill the gas up. Don't stop for gas at night. Um, but she'll be in dicey parts of town and she'll look down and she has to fill the tank. So she goes out and she gets very, very nervous. She's been approached a couple of times and she doesn't feel comfortable. Well, I wouldn't either. Um, and I've told her, carry the gun. She's like, I, I do, but I don't feel comfortable putting it on me. You know, I have it in the glove. I'm like, that's not going to help you. The burn and launcher is the less than lethal option. And it is available uh, in all 50 states. You don't have to have a license for it. Uh, it, it anybody can carry it uh, completely legally um, uh, if you're over the age of 18. And it, it will stop you with a kinetic round. That's the first thing. Up to 60 feet. Uh, and then if that doesn't work, the next shot is uh, a tear gas round. And that will stop you for about 40 minutes and the police can arrive. Okay. It's Berna. Every day, go to less than lethal option for you, for police departments, government agencies, even Berna. Proudly American, made in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's Berna, B Y R N A dot com slash Glenn. I'm a big gun lover, but this is my first option. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. Get this exclusive 10% discount now at Berna.com slash Glenn. 10 seconds, station ID. So half of Republican state attorneys, half, and many of their immediate predecessors have faced ethics challenges to their law license since 2022. Now, that's weird. That's a new something new. Do we have just a whole bunch of attorney generals that are unethical and should have their law license taken from them? Well, it's strange. It's it's really only the Republican state attorney generals. And in fact, the. Most effective attorney generals that are um, being uh, uh, being challenged now in court. In fact, the majority was filed by the 65 Project. Stu, can you just do a quick search on the 65 Project? Because they sound great. They sound great. They do. So the attorney generals have been protecting millions of Americans from unconstitutional administration attempts to change the laws without Congress a practice that Barack Obama started. Uh, They've supported the remain in Mexico policy. They defended landowners, property owners. Uh, They fought for a requirement for transgender policies. Um, They're fighting to keep leftist politics out of investment. They've sued for records about the Biden administration. And what happens to them? When they do, they find themselves in an ethics charge. That's weird. Stu, do you find anything out about 65 Project? Uh, a little bit, yeah. The 65 Project is a bipartisan campaign oh. targeting targeting lawyers who aided attempts by then-President Donald Trump and his supporters to overturn the 2020 election results. Mm. The initiative aims to protect democracy from fraudulent and malicious lawsuits that seek to overturn legitimate election results. Wow. Um, it goes on to say and they've they, they use th- threats yeah. of disbarment as one of the mm. key uh, tools. That's weird. Mm. That's weird. Now, 
When we come back, I'm going to tell you a good thing. There's lots and lots of attorneys to defend these AGs. Uh, Well, there were. There were. But because of the 65 Project and others, uh, now attorneys are starting to say, I can't represent you. Uh, Glenn Beck. Coming up. Sponsor this this half hour is um, the IFCJ. Just a few months ago now, October 7th, Hamas began a war with Israel that continues to say it's going to get worse. Israel is defending herself from terrorists on all sides and now having to fend off a lot of the administration uh, here in America. Hundreds of thousands of Israelis have had to leave their homes. It's tearing communities apart, subjecting innocent people to still more suffering, even after everything they've already been through. They need help. They need our help. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, the IFCJ, is um, right there in the middle of it every day. And they're distributing the essentials, food, medicine, emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of people who are suffering. The need is great. I'm partnering with IFCJ today to invite you to support IFCJ.org. Just go there to help. Every donation is urgently needed to help the people of Israel. Give to the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. It's ifcj.org. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn30 to save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. There's a couple of things that I want to make you aware of in our continuing conversation about how uh, the the left is is building a cage and it is very clear bars now in sight. We told you about the Amazon file showing now that the Biden White House told Amazon to either restrict or stop selling uh, certain books that disagreed with their policy. That is absolutely digital book burning. This is exactly what the left accuses the right of doing. Well, they won't hear about it because no one on the left is reporting the truth. They are promoting disinformation. If I stand corrected, tell me about it using facts and I will uh, retract it. I want to only talk to you about the truth. Now, I have opinions, and those opinions are also protected by the First Amendment. But they don't like opinions, and they don't like truth that disagrees with them. The science is settled. So I also told you how the uh, attorney generals, the effective attorney generals, are all facing ethics uh, uh, lawsuits. And it's, you know, people like Fannie Willis, that's that. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. The... The attorney general in New York, there's no ethics problem at all. Even though she ran on the campaign, get him. That That's not an ethic, ethics problem. Well, after the chaotic 2020 election, leftist organizations began filing ethics and, con- and criminal complaints against lawyers who opposed Democrats in election litigation. Now they are expanding these tactics to lawyers who cross Democrats on any policy. 
Quote, their most sweeping goal is to discourage and chill lawyers from representing Republicans and conservatives, particularly in election law cases. They want to apply a much higher standard to them uh, in order to punish them. Jim Bopp Jr., who defeated a politically motivated ethics complaint after representing Wisconsin special counsel Michael Gableman over his 2020 investigation that unearthed widespread election fraud. Disciplining conservative or simply neutral lawyers can strip Democratic opponents of high-quality legal defense, erasing justice by skewing the legal playing field. Okay. We know this is happening with Donald Trump, and nobody seemed to care when they went after all of his attorneys. People who were advising him, people who were uh, hired by him to do the legal things that they could do for their client. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Now they're being dragged in court. Rudy Giuliani lost everything. Nobody seemed to care. But when you can't find an attorney, you'll care. And this has already happened. It's already happened to me. I told you this, what, two years ago? I, had, I have one of the best firms for freedom of speech in the country. I've had it for 20 years. They dropped me. What, why? What, what did we do? Well, they happen to have a lot of very powerful people in Washington, D.C. They're a Washington, D.C. firm that disagree with my point of view. And it would make them very uncomfortable, and they might lose clients. Uh-huh. So they drop me. Who are you going to get? Who are you going to get? No, they see, the attorneys, if you attorneys don't wake up right now, you attorneys don't start standing together and standing for people that don't agree. Do you remember what the ACLU is all about? Do you remember how they stood up to fight for the right of Nazis? To parade down the street of, where was that, Skokie? They, they defended the Nazis, which they should have. Now? Oh, no. No, 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 no. You're representing somebody, a mom and dad, who want to keep their child, and they disagree with what science is now saying, even though science isn't saying that? No, you can't have that. You, you can't have those attorneys. What happened to John Adams? The whole idea that you have to defend even the people that you don't want to offend, uh, defend. You have, they have to have the right to the best defense in this country. By the way, I'm not making up that Montana thing. The Montana parents now face arrest because, you know, they didn't go along with their, uh, their daughter's sex change. They're t- the, the state, the governor has just said, yeah, you can take that child away from the uh, the parents. They spoke out about it. And apparently uh, the judge said, you can't you can't speak out about this. You can't talk about this. The hell I can't. We should all be willing to stand up and go to jail if we need to for parents who are calling out for help. The, the, the legal system is telling everybody now you can just shut up or go to jail. If you tell anybody about this, if you get on the air and say anything about this, you go to jail. Uh, I'm sorry, Comrade Stalin. What was that? How about this for fascism? Scientists who authored studies say politically motivated retraction is a result 
of pro-abortion bias in academia. Major scientific studies on the potential harm of the abortion pills were retracted Monday by the publisher just weeks before the Supreme Court is set to hear arguments on the availability of such drugs. Three studies, including two on the potential harms of the abortion pill, were just retracted on Monday by Sage Publishing. Uh, The retraction notice states that an independent review of the studies was conducted due to a single reader's complaint that the studies included misleading data and that the authors were affiliated with a pro-life organization. The authors of the studies say the retractions are politically motivated. Now, let me ask you, is there any study on on uh, global warming that has been done by global warming groups? Because if so, I'd like them retracted. Fat chance it won't happen. SB 364. This is in Virginia. Democrats are pushing the narrative that conservatives are a threat to democracy and a threat to election workers in particular. If you now annoy an election official, you face a hate crime uh, investigation. At least that's what Senate Bill uh, 364 in Virginia is being voted on now. With a government that colludes with social media platform to express American speech and targets conservatives as domestic terrorists, election volunteers are not laughing off the possibility of such retaliation. This is coming from the Federalist. Senate Bill 364, which is working its way through the Democrat-controlled General Assembly, is set to be heard subcommittee. It would take existing criminal statutes that protect Virginians from assault, battery, or damage of property uh, created to protect a class now for election officials and call the same offenses hate crimes. Well, now, if you're talking about a hate crime, uh, you're talking a lot about a lot more time in jail, possible prison, because you were engaged in a hate crime, not damage to property. And I am not saying that these people should, should be subjected to any of that. I say we go get the people who are doing that. I don't care whose side they are. But you're, it's now a hate crime. Will that be the same if it happens to a Republican? I'm wondering. But, well, let me give you an example. Shelney Rodriguez. What would happen to you if you were Shelney Rodriguez? She was a uh, professor at Hunter College. She's now been fired by the Cooper Union College as well as Hunter College. The school previously stood with her as she trashed a student uh, display that was all about pro-life. And she said, you're not educating expletive. This is an effing propaganda unit. What are you going to do? Like anti-trans next? This is BS. This is violent. You're triggering my students. And she went and she attacked the table and destroyed everything. And the students just stood there. Apparently, according to Hunter College now, it was okay to trash a pro-life student display. Why? Because the um, university said it was justified because the organization described was dangerously false propaganda and a disinformation 
uh, mouthpiece. Oh, so if it's propaganda or disinformation, you can act like that. Now, when she was questioned about it, uh, Rodriguez, now, first of all, would you be okay? Would that happen to you? Would you get a pass if you went up and you destroyed an anti-trans thing? No, you know you wouldn't. Now, she later went on when a when a member of the press came to her. Uh, she took out a machete and she threatened to chop him up and then chase the news crew down the street with the machete. Now, would you get away with that? Well, somewhere, you know, between the machete to the neck and the chasing the reporters down the street, Hunter College finally decided, you know what? She has to go. She then denounced the school for having capitulated to racist, white nationalist, misogynist. She explained that her firing was a continuation of attacks on women, trans people, black people, Latinx, migrants and beyond. The Cooper Union, however, they were like, no, nah, I'm not. I mean, OK, so she chased somebody down the street, you know, with a machete and she had the machete at the neck of a reporter and she just destroyed a dangerously false propaganda disinformation campaign. So they decided she they, she could continue to teach students. Mm-hmm. Well, then she started uh, speaking out a little more. She said, Cooper Union now has fired me because of a social media post I made about Zionist. So she's now been fired. She said, this is fascism. You're all learning about it in real time. Stay strong, stay brave, stay defi- defiant. Don't bite your tongue. Drink plenty of water. This firing represents an intense escalation of McCarthyist repression, the means to intimidate and punish those in support of a free Palestine. It must be resisted to prevent its further normalization and the ongoing genocide in Gaza. Now, let me ask you, what did she say? What did she say? Well, uh, she was um, participating at a uh, Palestinian, you know, People for Palestine, a virtual panel She spoke about boycott, divestment, and sanctions. Okay. Then she started talking about a rent strike in New York involving not making rent payments if your landlord was Jewish or your landlord supported Israel. She's quoted as calling for the targeting of pro-Israeli figures, adding, you you probably wait tables where they go to brunch. Find them. Go to their offices. Don't let them sleep. Then she said the uh, former Bronx borough president uh, was a roach and a Zionist lapdog. Well, that's all it takes to get fired. Forget the machete. It only takes that. That's it. Do you think you'd get away with that in today's fair and just world? Uh, everybody has got to pay attention right now. Okay, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Have you ever taken a handful of your dog's kibble food and just smelled it? <sighs> smells terrible, right? What you're smelling is dead food. The stuff gets sterilized so it can sit on the shelf in the store or in your garage for long periods of time, up to over two years. That doesn't make a lot of sense for your dog because all the nutrients have been cooked out. And I'm not suggesting you change your dog food, but I am suggesting you try giving your dog a little rough greens on top. It's a supplement that was developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black that you sprinkle on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You want the green stuff. If you, you name it, if it's healthy for your dog, it is in Rough Greens. And the folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it that they have a special deal for you. Just go to roughgreens.com slash peck or call 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-N-33. 
They'll give you your first trial bag for free. All you pay for is shipping. Call 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're really glad that uh, you're here. Uh, I'm up at WELI, our affiliate in New Haven, Connecticut, um, up here for a family emergency. Um, my uh, my father-in-law is um, is very, very ill. He's at um, the hospital, uh, been there for a few days, and be a while before he comes home. He's in intensive care, and so the whole family is up here. Um, and we're just celebrating his life uh, as he fights for it in the uh, in the hospital, it's uh, it's a weird week. It's a really weird week because uh, we have birthdays. All of us on the show. Sarah, who runs our um, our control room, um, has been with me since I think you were probably nineteen when you joined the show. Hired you in Philadelphia, and then because like a bad rash, just couldn't shake you. Mm. But it's her birthday. Uh, this week, and then, or actually next week, and then, Stu, your birthday is Friday, right? Correct, yes. How old are you going to be? Good God, uh, 48-ish. You were 20, how old were you in, when you first started working with me? Oh, good God, uh, uh, that would be uh, 21? 20? 20. 20. I think it was crazy. before my 21st birthday. I, I think crazy. I, yeah, which is nuts. Yeah, really nuts. And I turned 60 on Saturday. And uh, that's weird. That's really, really weird. Really, really weird. Yeah, so I, uh, there was the um, Curb Your Enthusiasm premiere this this yeah. week. And you know that show's been on the air for 20-something years. Yeah. And someone pointed out, like, in one of the early episodes, there's a, they're doing a sports segment, and one of the quarterbacks is playing in the NFL, and he's now 60. And the show's still on the air. Easy, but I mean, Matt, I, like, just crazy. We're, we're very, we're very old. Is the point of this? The no, point it's of this just is we're it's, falling apart. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, and there's nothing like feeling like you're falling apart, and then spending your 60th birthday with your father-in-law, mm-hmm. uh, who was my age when my wife and I got married. Mm. Uh, so it's uh, lots of fun. Uh, for the 60th, but uh, we want to thank everybody at uh, Yale New Haven Hospital. They are just, they've been remarkable, remarkable. Uh, and we will see you back here tomorrow. Uh, we also have a, a TV show to do tomorrow from uh, New Haven. So we'll be doing both of those tomorrow. Don't miss a second. The Glenn Beck Program.